0: Hi, I'm Sam Fesich from the EduMagic Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Mic, Voices of the EPN. My name is Chris Nessie. I am a podcaster and the founder of the Education Podcast Network, and the point of this show is to take you behind the scenes and talk with all of the fantastic hosts and podcasters and educators that are on the Education Podcast Network. I am joined today by Chris Stuchko, and Chris is the host of the Ninth Grade Experience Podcast here on the network, and he joins us on the show now. Chris, how are you? I'm good, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Chris. It's great to have you on the show, Chris. I know it's going
0: to be a lot of Chris's here, so if you're listening, you know I don't even know. We can't even say Chris is talking now, so we'll just you'll just have to figure it out if you're listening.
1: Yes, if you're listening and your name is Chris, tag us on Twitter at edupodnet and use hashtag I am Chris too.
0: There you go. Wow, that's that'll be interesting to see when that one comes when our episode comes out. I can't wait to see. Well, a if we're, where we're going to be tagging it, it could be. On X, it could be on whatever the new platform is. Who knows? We might be on Threads, the new Threads, whatever the we're going to The network be.
1: is on Threads. We are at edu podnet on Threads for well, sure.
0: Well, there you go. Hopefully that'll still be around when this episode airs.
1: Hopefully, or we just dated ourselves. <laughs> Who knows? What, we could
0: be wherever. wherever. Wherever hashtags are found, you can find us.
1: Yes. <laughs> All right, Chris, uh, you are a podcaster. You are an educator. Can you share a little bit about your background in education and how it led you to podcasting? So I
0: am not a traditional uh, educator, like somebody that like grew up always wanting to be a teacher. I just remember being in high school and thinking to myself when i get a, when I get out of college, I never want to go back to school again." And here I am coming to school every single day. So when I went to uh, school the first time for in college, I was a journalism major at the University of Maryland College Park. I graduated in two thousand and three. So I got to see a lot of pretty awesome sporting events down there. I saw the the men's basketball team win a national championship. I saw the football team go to the Orange Bowl. So my goal was always to become the next great sports writer. That was what I wanted to do. Um, I then went on to write for a, a small paper in Westchester, Pennsylvania called The Daily Local News. I did that for about a little like 18 months to two years. And I discovered at one point that I was making the same amount of money As somebody working at Wegmans, which is a grocery store in the eastern part of the United States, Um, a really nice grocery store, but still a grocery store. After my, uh, you know, went through all my college and stuff, I didn't want to move to some area of Kentucky to make eighteen thousand dollars a year to become a a sports writer. At that point, it was newspapers, um, it was magazines. The internet was just kind of breaking through. So, as I always often tell people, I then made the lucrative career choice to get into education. Um, So I went from a low-paying Career to you know better paying career you know especially on the East Coast here you know we get paid pretty well as teachers um, so I went into that I went into special education um, because I wanted to guarantee myself a job like honestly so that's kind of where I went into education at so I went to Lehigh University and got a master's degree and my initial certification at the same time I often tell people too I had the great distinction of getting paid while I was student teaching. Um, because I was emergency certified in the Allentown School District, which is about an hour north of Philadelphia. So my second year of, of school, I was emergency certified teaching in a classroom and getting paid. So that's not really the norm very much. Uh, so I went there. I was in Allentown for three years and my, now my current uh, place in Emmaus, Pennsylvania at Emmaus High School. Uh, this will be the beginning of my 15th year. So it's you know exciting to be there for that long. So how did I get into podcasting? Uh, I always had the journalism itch it kind of went away. I had kids that kind of didn't do much with it. And then our school has an education foundation that has grants. So I thought, oh, you know what? I'm just going to, I want a podcast, but I don't have all the stuff. I'm going to apply for a grant and see how it goes. The first year that I did it, I had no idea what the podcast was going to be about. I wrote a grant that said I want a podcast and I didn't get the grant because it wasn't specific enough. So the next year I kind of refined it a little bit. Thinking, what is like a niche for the podcast that would get it to be a little bit more specific and something that we could really focus on that they would want to, you know, hand me money and stuff for? So I decided at that point, our school was going through like a ninth grade program transition, trying to get students to transition better to the high school. So I thought, you know, I'm going to focus on ninth grade. And, you know, I got the grant, I got a thousand dollars worth of stuff. The microphone I'm using right now is still part of that initial grant, the headphones I have on are still part of it. So I got some good stuff and I've been podcasting ever since. And I'll be beginning, you know, at this point, we'll be in the fifth year of podcasting. Um, I broke it down by seasons, but in the sixth season of my podcast. So that's kind of the the origin story of the ninth grade experience and a little bit of my background, kind of non-traditional teacher who always wanted to be a journalist. And now I get to kind of do that on my own terms with the podcast.
1: That's awesome. Uh, one, a couple of follow-up questions. First, Chris. Uh, you have spent fifteen years in education. Have they all been at the high school level or did you do anything middle elementary with your special ed?
0: Um actually up to eighteen total uh years in education, all at high school level. Um, all in special education, all as either I worked in like a little bit more specialized programs in, in autistic support. And then the last like fourteen years I've been a learning support co-teacher. So um all at the high school. I often joked that when I was working with um, students with more challenging behaviors, I always wanted to be able to see them eye to eye. And if you're working with little kids in an elementary school, they, you know, they can get to your shins easier. So I was never, <laughs> I never really wanted to be uh, somebody working with elementary school kids. So high school's kind of been where I've, you know, settled in and, you know, I'm happy to work with students and it's kind of the, also why the podcast works for me, especially at that level is I'm sure we'll talk about some other stuff related to that in high school level as well, too.
1: Yeah. So again, back to podcasting. So the show is called The Ninth Grade Experience. Now, a good podcast, people should be able to tell what the podcast is about from the title. And I think it conveys a certain message. But you're the host, you're the creator. For somebody who's listening to this and they don't listen to your podcast, what is The Ninth Grade Experience really all about? So when I thought about
0: starting the podcast, I I thought about what's a year that every single person that has gone through school has has been through? So um, not everyone graduates high school. So I didn't want to necessarily focus on the you know graduation part of it. But I figured everyone, give or take, I would assume, um, starts high school and has some sort of ninth grade experience, some sort of ninth grade memory. And as I've kind of talked to adults and students, so my podcast, it's, we talk to current students, we've talked to students that you know, are moving up in grade level. Um, We focused on even talking to like 12th graders looking back on their ninth grade year. We will talk to alumni of our school, people that have been in ninth grade, some experts that are writing books about ninth grade and middle school level stuff. Um, So I wanted to focus on that transition year from like eighth to ninth grade because a lot of times at the high school level, the focus is definitely on like, so what are you going to do after high school? Like, you know, as somebody that works in special education, like we have students come up and we work with them on their IEPs, and even from that year, we're like, what are you gonna do after high school? And these kids have just gotten in the door. So like I thought focusing on, you know, that transition piece, the stories. And it's funny, like when you talk to the adults, most adults will remember something from that ninth grade year that may or may not have set them on a trajectory for the rest of their life, whether it's choosing a career, a moment that, you know, may have led them in a different direction. Uh, a sport that they remember, an activity they remember. So I usually get a lot of good insight from people about that ninth grade year. And then, you know, it's hard. It's hard to be, you know, you're kind of want to, you know, you're turning 14, 15, that transition. So um, it's a lot of that kind of stuff, just focusing on how we can help students, parents, and and teachers to make that year more successful.
1: I love it. And again, uh, real quick, where can people find the show? It's going to be in the show notes, but where can people go to get to your podcast?
0: So experience dot com is the website um, ninth with the number you know experience dot com. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about this too, but like um, on TikTok at ninthgradeexperience and that's been a real boom for the podcast as well. Um, ninth grade experience on YouTube, um, ninth grade experience on Threads, ninth grade experience on Instagram as well too. So lots of different ways to kind of interact with the podcast and interact with the content, but ninthgradeexperience.com is where everything is is located. That's like the central hub. And then we, we have everything off
1: of that. Excellent. And of course, those would be a swipe or a tap away wherever you are listening to this podcast right now. Chris, as an educator, what do you think is your unique perspective that you bring to podcasting? So
0: one, I, I kind of look at it like, like I said earlier, I'm not like a traditional, like I I always wanted to be an educator. So even like when I work with my my team of people here. The sci- I work in science, which is funny because uh, I have a certification in special education, I have a certification in English, I have a certification in social studies, and I have an administrative certificate. And I spent 14 years being a co teacher in a science classroom. So <laughs> that's kind of the way special ed works a lot of times. So what I often bring to that group is like a unique perspective of like what if I'm just somebody that doesn't necessarily know or like science. Like what do what what I think if I'm sitting in the classroom. And I think that's kind of what I try to bring to the podcast. Like I try to talk to the students and that's one of the things that I think separates my podcast from other education podcasts is that I try to really talk to the students about what's going on. And I think it's important that like we hear the student perspective of what that ninth grade year is like for them. Like obviously I get some educators and I get some experts on as well too, but I think a lot of the memorable episodes that I've had, Relate to that student voice. And, you know, I, I know, Chris, that you have your your school does their podcast network as well. So I understand like that's something. Um, but this is we haven't really started one of those at my school yet. But for me to have that ability to like share student voice and to have it be like broadcast worldwide. I think it's really cool to be able to have that exposure for them. And, and the stories that they tell and and the students are growing up in an age where they're not uncomfortable to share and they're not uncomfortable to, you know, have their lives out there. The students share awesome stories. And, and I think that's what the perspective is like being in the ninth grade. Like I work with ninth grade students all day long. That's what I work with. So, I, you know, it's the life that I've been with for the last seven years in my job. So I see them every day. I interact with them every day. My son just got completed with his ninth grade year this year. So he was a, you know, if you want to go back into the archives on ninthgradeexperience.com, we did many episodes called The Coal Cast, which was my son. I interviewed my son and we talked about like what was going on in his life. So it was nice because I didn't have to like hunt anyone down for interviews. I could just, you know, tell him we're going in the basement to interview and that's what we did. But, um, you know, I, I kind of have that ability to interact with the students and talk to them and get, get the, the pulse of what's really going on.
1: Let, let me ask you. So you mentioned you've had your son on as a, a returning, recurring guest on, on the show. Um, what's it like as a dad to do that with your son? Because I've done a little bit of podcasting with my kids, but what's it like? What what was your experience? It was cool
0: to like get him to open up about all this stuff. Like obviously I drive him to school every morning, so I kind of I know. And like I know all his teachers, which is, you know, awkward for him, but good for me, because I know everybody that's here. Um but it was interesting, like getting him to share the different perspectives. So like we recorded an episode on the first day of school last year and then we recorded an episode right, I think right before he tried out for freshman basketball, which he made. And then we went a large gap of the year without recording something. We recorded one in between those two as well. Like at the end of the first quarter, getting to talk about like, you know, strategies and things that he learned. And then we did one at the end of the year where it was basically like a retrospective. And like he, we had kind of talked about that stuff, but to hear him share it And like you could tell like his growth from listening to like the first interview to the fourth. It was really cool to kind of hear that. And with a lot of the kids, I don't necessarily have a chance to interview them over and over again, but I've started like what I've started doing is like interviewing kids that I kids that I had in ninth grade are now actually at the level they've started to graduate. So what I'm trying to do is go back to those kids during their senior year and talk to them. And this past year I was able to go back and do that with two kids that played basketball freshman year. And the one kid I interviewed them as freshmen and now I interviewed them as seniors. The one kid's going to Yale to play football. The one kid's going to Penn State, not to play sports, but just to go to Penn State and like to see that progression. Whether it's uh, students, you know, in the school or even my own son, it was re- it's really cool to see that. And he's been pretty open. He wanted to do it. Like his friends recognize him. He was just telling me a story. We just posted like our latest episode, um, and one of his friends went on to social media and video recorded the episode and then put the put it on the Snapchat somehow. I don't know how they did this one. But he's oh, like those I, kids
1: in their technology. He's like, I
0: can't believe this kid like screen grabbed ten minutes of your podcast to put it on Snapchat. But like it's cool and he's pretty accepting of it. My daughter will be in ninth grade, not this upcoming year, but the following year. And I don't know if she will be as willing a participant on the show, but I'm gonna try to talk her into it as much as possible. But
1: It was briber at that point.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. And, and, you know, it'll be interesting to hear her perspectives on all of it too. So like every student has a story to tell. And I think we know that as podcasters, like, you know, everyone that you have on your shows has some unique story. And if you're working in a school, like, you know, we have 28, 2900 kids depending on the day of the week. And like every one of those kids comes with a different story and that's kind of the, the beauty of my thing is like, I will always have kids to interview with different stories. A lot of the themes kind of have been the same, which has kind of been interesting because I didn't think that at first, but the stories are always there. And, you know, every time you think you've heard all the stories, you, you get a new story. So it's kind of cool.
1: And And you get that when you interview adults, <clears throat> just think about, again, you're interviewing young people and they certainly have a unique perspective on the world.
0: <laughs> yeah. And and it's always funny too. I always say to the adults, like the adults are always the ones that are the most apprehensive about coming on. The kids, you know, I hate this term, but I'll use it. Like the kids are the digital natives and they've grown up in all this stuff. And like, I always joke that they're not afraid to share their breakfast. So they're not afraid to share like what they do on a daily basis. Whereas when you get an adult, they're like, oh my gosh, how am I going to look? How am I going to sound? Like, is this going to you know, are you going to put this like they always ask, is this going to go somewhere? I'm like, yes, to the entire world. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, it goes on to the Internet like it, it's going to be viewed and seen. Yeah, so
1: a- adults have apprehensions and reservations and yeah, inhibitions
0: where the kids are the kids sh- are willing to share. And like, obviously, if the topics get intense, like I have to reach out to parents and stuff. But a lot of times it's they're just willing to share different stuff. Like I've had kids that have been like cancer survivors on when we do our "Shave for the brave event, like in March, like of every other year. Um, I had a girl last year talk about her, you know, mental health stuff. And, you know, obviously had to get the okay from the parents on like those kinds of interviews. So it is a little bit different, you know, depending on the topic. Um, But we've had some interesting episodes that have, you know, I think have opened a lot of eyes and just hearing that student perspective, is just something that, that's what I like about my job. And like, when I started, like, I didn't always get like students that were willing to share those things in a classroom. So like this extracurricular stuff for me was like my outlet to talk to students that were doing like really awesome things. So like, that's been another cool thing for me is like, a lot of times I think in our professions, when we work with a certain type of student, we kind of think those are the only kind of kids that are existing. And then you go into this school of 2,900 kids and it's like, oh my gosh, this kid is a 4.5 GPA. He's taking six AP classes. He is the kicker. He's the backup kicker on the JV football team, and he's a goalie on the soccer team. And that—that was a kid that I actually had on. He was a freshman, and that was all those things were true about what he was doing. Wow. So, you know, there's all these different stories and and everything, and even at the ninth grade level. So that's why I really like what I do.
1: I love it. I love it. Again, if you're not listening to the ninth grade experience, you've got to go and check it out and. Really dig into some of this back catalog and certainly see what else Chris is going to be producing and talking about with his kids. Uh, Chris, if we can, let's go into a little bit of kind of how the podcast is made. Can you talk about any challenges you faced when launching your podcast and how you overcame them?
0: When I launched it, it was just a matter of like like the age old educator dilemma of finding the time to do it. So like I try to talk to kids during the school day. So it's hard to kind of like match up the times and to get that all done. Um, I don't have a dedicated space. So I have to like build up and take down everything that I do. So actually when I went, when we went remote in 2020, it was actually easier for me to podcast during that time because everyone was like in their own space and they had their computer. So it was easy to do that. I try to do as many of the interviews as per in person as possible. So coordinating times and, Dealing with high school kids, it, you know, it can get a little bit tricky to kind of do all that kind of stuff. Um, I got support from everybody when I started. So it wasn't, I didn't have to like fight an uphill battle. Um, what I have found though, as I've gone through, is that like, what I've tried to figure out is how do I reach the kids with it? So, you know, your traditional podcast, a lot of people are very familiar with podcasts and they know where to listen to it. Um, but for kids, they're not necessarily do, ex- experiencing it the same way we are. So like I would sit and listen to a two hour podcast, but the kids would not. So I had to start to figure out how can I reach them. So when we went virtual, um, I had YouTube was like a huge growth for me. So I started doing video, and then that took off, and then it kind of leveled out a little bit. And then this year at the beginning of the school year, I decided I was going to go not necessarily all in on TikTok, but like that's where I knew the kids were, and it's changed my podcast immensely. Like as of the, right now, like I've had over 400,000 total views on you, on TikTok of all the different stuff that I put out. If my podcast had 400,000 total listens, I would be ecstatic. If it had 10,000 total listens in five years, I would be ecstatic. It's not there. But like, I have kind of learned that you kind of have to, you have to meet the kid. If you're doing a show that's for kids, you have to meet them where they are. And that's been the biggest challenge for me is like, I don't do goofy TikTok dances. I don't do any of that kind of stuff, but it's figuring out like taking the content. Like I love doing like the long interviews. Like that to me is like the selfish part about podcasting for me is like, I like sitting down and talking for a long time to people, but the kids don't do that and they don't listen to it. So I have to then find the best one to two minute snippets. And then I put them onto TikTok and YouTube shorts and Instagram reels, like where the kids are. And that's, I kind of now focus a lot, like, when I think about how well my podcast is doing, I don't look at the download numbers of the audio because if I only looked at that, I don't know how much I would keep doing what I'm doing because I don't get those numbers. But when I see that like a video has a thousand views or 5,000 views or 200 views, like that's the kind of, I know it kind of sounds a little shallow, but like when I see that at least getting some engagement, that to me says that people are watching it and at least experiencing it. So it may not be the way I want them to hear it, but it is, they're getting the message, they're getting the information and hopefully it makes a difference. So like just that whole piece of like, and then ninth grade, you get new ninth graders every year. So I don't have the same, let's, you know, the, the thousand true fans thing. Like, you know, I don't have every year, I get a new batch of 700 ninth graders. So I'm basically rebuilding my local base for the podcast every year. So it's tough to do that, but I, you know, I kind of, I like doing it and I think it's important to kind of do the ninth grade part of it. And you know, that, that they're, ch- it's challenging, but you know, I do it because a, when you talk to one of those kids and they share one of these awesome stories, that's, that to me is like the, the real reason behind it. And then, you know, they get a few downloads from it. It, it feels good, but that's I love the it.
1: As I'm listening to you talk, I'm taking notes here on the side, and I think that with what I do with high school students at the school that I teach at, with podcasting and the network and all that, that I need to kind of reevaluate where I'm trying to reach my students and the population that I'm trying to reach with the morning show and some of the stuff that we're. Doing. So, I want to thank you for that inspiration.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard, like, because you know, once you find that thing, then it moves to the next thing, or like. You know, like I was joking earlier about Snapchat, like that's a that's a lane I don't I don't want to go down that lane. So I know that I lose that one. But TikTok was something that I felt that I could jump into easy enough. And believe me, like I could learn a whole lot more. And like if I dedicated time and energy to maybe one thing, um, it would probably make a difference. But right now, I'm just kind of throwing out lots of different things. And as we've joked in the past, we've talked like. I grew up, uh, I grew up, I wanted to be a writer. And that's kind of what I always come back to that too. So like, I know at this point, you're, you know, your book, you, you worked on this book for many years. Like I have dreams of writing something too. It's just a matter of like, how does it all fit in and getting it out on the podcast and getting out the, the message about students and what the awesome things students are doing. Cause you know, so much of what we hear about is negative for students and you know, how they're not this and they're not that, but like, I get a chance to talk to kids that are doing awesome things. And to me, like that's that's so cool that I have that opportunity as opposed to like I don't have to I don't do the hard hitting reporting of like why did this tax money go missing? Like what what's going on with this kind of thing? I I look for good human interest stories and that's where I go. And you know, if you want hard-hitting journalism of a ninth grade experience, it's I'm not that, but I try to get like good stories and good people that are doing good things, whether they're adults, students, or even.
1: Absolutely. And, and again, what you're doing is empowering students, the voice and the agency to have them share their stories uh, is is top notch for sure, um, which might help with this next question, which is, Chris, what do you consider the biggest success in your podcasting journey? And why is it the most successful thing?
0: Well, I would say one is that I'm still doing it. Like I haven't given up a lot of people give up. Like, I know that, you know, I think, I, you know, I think we listen to a lot of the same shows like that talk about, like we listen to podcasts about podcasting, which is how nerdy we are. But like, you know, you hear a lot of times that like most podcasts last eight episodes or 10 episodes, or they go dark after a short number of time. Like, during the course of this year, I'll be up over like probably 125, 130 episodes. Like I've been doing it for five years. So just the the fact that people are listening to it, I know that people in my district appreciate it, you know, but it's, it's hearing the stories of the kids. It's the, like, that's the, the big payoff is, is getting them to share their messages. Like one story that was really cool. And I didn't, I hadn't heard it much was, you know, it, during the time like this, let's say like the second wave of COVID when we were kind of in, in and out and remote and not in, I had a student come on and tell me a story about how he had COVID at the holidays and he couldn't hug or be near his family from Thanksgiving through Christmas. And at that point, we'd, we were kind of like all COVIDed out. But like, I don't remember when I, when I talked to that kid, like hearing other student perspectives of what it was like to actually have COVID or like to live through it. So like, we've talked to like students like that. We've talked to students that were like on the ground of, um, their group was called students organized against racism. And they were speaking out about equity issues in our district. Like I had those people on, like I've had like certain groups of kids like that. It's just really cool to be able to do that. And like, obviously selfishly, like I've gotten to go to different places. Like I've presented at Pete and C and Hershey. And in Kalahari. So that's like the big Pennsylvania conference. This past year we were both at ISTE. You know, we both somehow they let me have a media pass, which I think is pretty cool. Like I didn't have to pay to go. So that was fun. That's a win. That that was a win. Like that's a personal win. But like, you know, I, I think getting to talk to cool people, like I think I hear this a lot too, is like a podcast is just an excuse to like reach out to cool people and have a conversation with them. Like I've had like best selling New York Times authors that I've talked to, like even during the pandemic, um, Brian Koppelman, who is the uh, the creator of Bill- he wrote Billions and Rounders, like he was just online and said, "I need does anyone need a guest for a podcast?" Which was like right at the beginning. I reached out to him, and within a week, we had a conversation about his ninth grade experience, like totally random. But like these are the things that like you know we listen to one show and they have a, a segment called because of my podcast. Like because of my podcast, I've gotten a chance to like talk to cool people. Interact with cool kids, go to some neat places, and kind of scratch the journalism, Mitch, that I have.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you talk about somebody like the guy from Billions. You know, you're podcasting about something that people don't get asked about all the time. Yet, everybody, like you said at the beginning of this conversation, everybody's got a story and had an experience in some way, shape, or form in the ninth grade in high school. But, how many interviews has, he, has that guy ever done about what it was like in high school? Right? I know,
0: so. I know. Like if if Taylor Swift's listening and I'm sure she is, you know, Taylor Swift is like an ultimate kind of guest, not because I want to like talk to her about what she's doing now, but like that whole like ninth grade experience. And she wrote a song about ninth grade. Um, We participated in a, like a virtual conference where I basically made my whole thing about like how Taylor Swift can influence your ninth grade year. And I did it off and I'm going to be writing something for the, you know, at this point we've written something for the blog that's going to be out that's tailored around the same thing. And like, just talking to people like that, like as an example, like the rock went to a high school that is in my, he's a, he went to high school in the Lehigh Valley. He went to freedom high school. I've been there, you know, talk to people there, not about him, but like, how cool would it be to interview the rock who I know what high school he went to. It's Freedom High School. Like when I put a TikTok, like this year, my son played them in basketball. They beat them. I use the Rock's theme song as like the background music for the video. So like having all those like connections of that kind of stuff is, is really cool to, to be able to make those connections. And, you know, like I said, everyone's got a ninth grade story, whether it's, you know, Taylor Swift, the Rock or the kid sitting in your classroom that hasn't spoken to anybody all year. But there's, there's probably something there Maybe that kid's a cool skateboarder. Maybe that kid, you know, does graphic design that he doesn't want to share or whatever. So like the stories are all there. And I think that's the fun part is trying to find them. It is exhausting to find them, but I think they're they're there.
1: But again, it's in your journalism blood.
0: <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. Like, you know, I always joke that I I had the idea for the book. I know what I want to write. Like it's just a matter of being able to do it because I don't want to, you know, my book is not like this stereotypical education book of like here are the 12, ha- like, I don't want to write a, a hacks book to ninth grade. Right. Like I want to write like stories about kids that are going through ninth grade. I want it to be about like their genuine experiences. Not like, you know, no one's going to come to read a book that says like, here, you know, here are the eight hacks that are going to get you through ninth grade. Like, cause ninth graders probably aren't going to read it. So okay. like,
1: I wanted to be, I mean, be- if you did it all on TikTok <laughs> I mean, you got a shot of getting that content out there for sure.
0: Yeah. Book, <laughs> book, talk, TikTok whatever. Well, you know, yes. as we, as we proceed through. Maybe when there's the East Pen or when, the East Pen, the uh, Education Podcast Network Publishing Wing in a few years. Maybe you know as you as you grow the empire, as if
1: here. as if there's no pressure on me already.
0: I know as you <laughs> as you continue to expand the media empire that you are. I, but I, I went in on the book.
1: I, I will be honest; it has floated through my mind because there are other groups out there that have many arms to their empires, and why can't I have an empire?
0: I know, and, and, and as a social <laughs> studies teacher, you should know that you know you know, how to build an empire. You also know what will be its downfall eventually. So there you go.
1: That's true. Leadership (laughs) will be the downfall. (laughs) All right, Chris. So you've talked a lot about storytelling. Let's go back to your story and let's go to the intersection of podcasting and being a teacher once more before we wrap up this episode. How has podcasting affected or had an impact on you as a teacher? It's,
0: you know, one of those things where you hear, you know, as you're starting off a school year or you're meeting students for the first time, or, you know, even like, as you go through the school year, getting to know students. And I think that podcasting is a allowed me to have that first interaction with students be like, I, it sounds cheesy, but like, I do get recognized in certain spots, like in my community, be like, Oh, there's the guy that does. The, and it's always the ninth grade experience, TikTok guy. Like I had a student last year, had him all year in science. Every other day we're on the block schedule. He did not call me by my name. He only called me ninth grade experience. That's all he called me. So like, you know, when I I I have that built-in the visibility already. So that allows me to kind of make some connections and and it's just allowed me to kind of try to reach out to kids more and to to reach out and see, you know, that every student has a story and, you know, when they don't do the social studies homework or the math homework or whatever it is, like Maybe there's more to meets the eye. Maybe it is like they're out there professional skateboarding or they're doing all these other things. So it's allowed me to kind of see students more holistically than just students in the classroom on a day to day. I can't say that it's changed all that much. Like, have I tried to do video stuff with my students? Yes. Does it always work? No. Like, do I ever want to podcast in the classroom? Kind of. But then I have it and it doesn't really work. Um, this year it was interesting, like the journalism class had a podcasting assignment and they had to find an expert and one kid actually searched me out as a podcasting expert. So we recorded an episode and he actually asked me about my ninth grade experience. So he wanted to do like kind of a flip and um, that episode will be in the, in you know, in the archives there so you can look it up. But it was interesting, like he wanted to, um, you know, ask me all the questions. So again, it's like that whole like... When you kind of start planting the seed a little bit, kids want to explore and they want to do different stuff. Um, there's a content creators club at my school as well, so I'm going to try to see what that's all about. I didn't start that one, but maybe we'll kind of join forces here. So it's really interesting to be able to do that and storytell and those kinds of things. But you know, just getting to know students as people, as opposed to just people that file in and out of a high school classroom. You know, We have, what, 180 kids that cross through our paths on a every other day basis, so when you get a chance to talk to one of them for more than two minutes at a time, it kind of, it's nice to be able to do
1: that. Absolutely. And again, uh, the podcast is the ninth grade experience. And we've been talking with Chris Dutchgo, special, edu- special education educator and podcaster. And obviously you hear a part of the education podcast network. Chris, my last question before you again, share how people can connect with you in the show is this. When you think about being a podcaster, uh, what key lesson, have you learned from podcasting that you would like to share with either an aspiring podcaster or just the education world in general?
0: I think it's just important that when you get into it, you have an idea, like a clear definition of what you want to do. There's so many podcasts and finding a niche. And and, and it's, I know that like my own niche is not one that's going to be, you know, it's not going to get super popular or maybe it will, who knows, but like It's not one of those things where I'm looking to make millions of dollars off of it or hundreds of dollars or tens of dollars, well, tens, but, you know, I do it because I really like the storytelling aspect of it. It allows me to um, basically do the things that I wanted to do when I was in college, and that's to find good stories and tell them. And, you know, just because people don't listen to it doesn't mean that eventually it might not catch on, whether you're a student trying to start your own podcast, like, I know, like I have a lot of friends that when I went to school started, they're in like the sports journalism field. They're like the one guy is a radio person for the Milwaukee Brewers right now. And when I talked to him, it was like students right now have the opportunity to do all the things that kids had to wait for. Like you can go broadcast a baseball game. You can go to the basketball game and do a, a review, like basically do your own like movie, like highlights of the game. Like you can do all of this stuff now because it's so readily available. And I think if we continue to give kids that message of like, you know, be a content creator, not a content consumer, I think that's kind of the big, the big takeaway from all this is like, you know, kids have the ability to tell the story and the kids have the ability to do all this stuff. So I think it's really important to continue to like empower them and, you know, empower yourself too. Like if you are interested in telling a story about the world of education, like, You know, maybe you can find a different angle. Like, you know, maybe you want to be the, I don't know, I can't think of one off the top of my head or else I probably would start the podcast anyway. But like, you know, there's so many things that make for good stories and good, good content that, you know, people, there's a lot of people that are willing to listen to a lot of things. So I would say find that thing, go for it. And, you know, you're not going to become rich off of it. You're not going to maybe even make any money off of it. You might even lose money off of it. But if it's something you want to do, if it's a hobby, just like playing golf's a hobby, like, I don't know. I haven't, I don't know anyone that's made money playing golf or tennis or any of those other things like pick up basketball. You don't, you know, you don't go to the NBA from playing pickup basketball. So, you know, if you have a love to do it and you want to get your voice out there, then find, find what you want to talk about and go for it.
1: Chris, I love it. And I'm glad that you found something you wanted to talk about and that you are creating the ninth grade experience. And I'm also glad that's it that it's a part of the Education Podcast Network. So I hope that uh, you continue to do this. And certainly there's no shortage of ninth graders coming to your school. So you shouldn't run out of content anytime soon. Before we let you go, if you could once again share the best way that people could connect with you if they want to ask you more questions about your podcast and what you're doing with students and then uh, how they can connect with the podcast itself.
0: So the best way to reach would be go to 9thgradeexperience.com. And on that page, you can leave a comment. You can even record an audio message down in the uh, bottom right-hand corner. There's a little microphone. If you want to leave an audio message, you can do that. Um, If you're somebody listening and wants to, you know, I've gotten some weird inquiries to be on my podcast. I actually just got one yesterday from somebody that has nothing to do with education, but I'm always willing to listen to people that might want to be on it. So, you know, that's the best way. That's kind of the hub. We mentioned the social medias earlier um TikTok is where I spend most of my time to try to put the content, you know, threads, um, Twitter X. I'm actually at Chris Stutchko <laughs> there. so just my name. Um, we'll see where that is, you know, at the time of we, this airing. Um, but YouTube is ninth grade experience. So I've tried to I think even when you search in Google, like if you just search ninth grade experience, I should be the first thing that pops up. So again, just ninth grade experience, go from there. and uh, like I think I hear on a lot of podcasts if you want to reach out and have a conversation about anything, please do. Um, I don't have an in-school podcast network or anything like I can't help you with that. But you know, if you have a great story, and I often tell, I say too, if you have a ninth grader or you know ninth graders that are doing amazing things and you want to give them a way to kind of have an outlet, um, I'd love to talk to people. I, I do want to try to expand a little bit out of my little mini area. So if you have a story that would appeal to lots of people, uh, I would love to hear it. But yeah, I appreciate the uh, opportunity here, Chris. You know, I'm I'm proud to be a part of the East the you know, the Education Podcast Network. I keep saying East Penn because our initials are E you know e, EPN too. So, but I you know proud to be part of the network here. And again, I can't wait to see where the Empire takes us. And you know, I can't wait to uh, get my book published. And, and we'll be flying all over the place the uh, the EPN bus trip and all the other things that are going to be planned when we're ruling
1: the world. I love it, Chris. Thank you for being on the show. And thank you who is listening for supporting education podcasters and checking out Behind the Mic. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another great conversation as we go Behind the Mic here with Voices of the EPN. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care, Chris.
0: Thanks a lot.